0: Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Paul Miller, a.k.a. DJ Spooky, straight out of New York City. I'm checking in with Australia on 855 on your AM dial. And remember, Community Radio is subscription-sponsored, and I think it's incredibly important to always remember that it's a different perspective. Check it. Community Radio, now and beyond.
1: And welcome to The Renegade Economist with your host, Carl Fitzgerald. And will this be the final election, Rupert Murdoch plays controllable influence on the public. So, uh, yeah, it's quite uh, something to see that despite all of the scaremongering amongst the real estate industry uh, regarding the negative gearing and capital gains tax reforms, that uh, the popularity of the ALP and the Greens, uh, both parties have released uh, serious uh, uh, policies to curtail Uh, the effect of negative gearing and capital gains tax on Australia's never-ending property bubble, well, uh, their popularity has increased. So that is uh, the first sign that the public are seeing through the misinformation of so many years of uh, uh, the, the vested interest claiming that they need subsidies. They need handouts to provide the housing we need. Unfortunately, that's resulted in a a bevy of empty penthouses and uh, luxury apartments that are held purely for capital gains rather than for someone to rent uh, in this dire time of housing affordability. So uh, it's fantastic to see that. And on Friday, the real estate lobby uh, launched all-out attack on the ALP in green. So it's going to be very interesting to see the next poll and, and whether their uh, multi-million dollar campaign uh, is going to have any effect. Already people are reporting that this negative gearing affects uh, everyone-type campaign. Uh, uh, our letterboxes are being bombarded by... Uh, this self-interest, this misinformation that's uh, hitting our dinner table conversations, no doubt, as these brochures lie about. So on Friday, uh, the real estate lobby headed by the Real Estate Institute of Australia, the Property Council, uh, the various Real Estate Institute state bodies and over 20 different real estate companies all put their logos on uh, a new website called negativegearingfxu.com and launched this scathing um, attack on those who dare to challenge negative gearing or, or capital gains tax on Friday the 13th. So uh, let's have a listen to the project on Friday night. Absolutely tear this apart yet again.
0: I love it. Well, it's Friday the 13th, and if you're a homeowner, an aspirational homeowner, a renter, an investor, or someone who's nearly been in a house before, be afraid. Be very afraid. Oh.
2: Bill Shorten's reckless and dangerous experiment with the largest asset class in Australia will drive down home values and drive up rents. Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull today scaring the bejeebas out of homeowners and renters. Everything he is proposing in his uh, policies are going to drive up rents, reduce the availability of rental property, and pull down the value of every home. In a speaker coincidence, today the real estate industry has launched its own campaign to slam Labor's policy of restricting negative gearing as an economy killer.
3: Malcolm Turnbull and the real estate industry have chosen Friday the 13th to launch their Not Very Scary Scare campaign.
1: Now, I understand that vested interests will always scream in defence of their particular part of taxpayer subsidy. In Australia, over $10 billion a year of taxpayer money
2: goes to subsidise negative gearing. The industry will roll out emails to the 15 million Aussies on their database. A TV scare campaign being likened to the anti-mining tax ads could follow. So who will be hurt by this super tax? Everyone. Those ads played a major role in K. Rudd's demise in 2010. So what might the ads look like if they were being brutally honest? Under Labor, rents will skyrocket even though when negative gearing was temporarily abandoned, rental prices dropped in most cities. House prices will plummet overnight. then suggests home values would still grow, just by a bit less. We're only making this ad because we care about your housing investment. It has nothing to do with self-interest. OK, Is, is anyone... Is anyone buying that? Going once? Going twice? Anyone?
0: So this is all a bit weird because every day someone's trying to launch some sort of campaign and begs to come on the show to talk (laughs) about it. But today an entire industry launched a campaign and we couldn't get anyone from that industry to talk to us.
2: Yeah, it's a really interesting strategy, that one. Um, (laughs) and, And can I point out, we tried. I mean, one of our producers, poor guy, has spent all day on the phones, getting phone calls, locking people in, being told at the last minute they're not available. We have done everything we can to try to make this happen, but no cigar. So
0: instead, we're talking to Catherine Cashmore from Prosper Australia. Catherine, despite going to ground today, this campaign from the industry will actually work, won't it?
4: Oh, I don't know whether it will work. It depends whether people actually look through the scare that they're causing and actually sees the reality you know, that what they're saying is absolute rubbish.
2: So, Catherine, in the absence of having someone from the industry here to put the case, it's kind of left to us to, to try to do the best that we can. And the most compelling argument, it seems to me, for keeping negative gearing has to do with allowing people to fund their retirement, sometimes not even especially wealthy people, but so they can fund their retirements and take pressure then off the pension. What's your response to yeah,
4: that? Yeah, that's interesting isn't it because our whole tax system has been structured around, around encouraging speculation and what, actual, what the government is doing with negative gearing and with the capital gains discount is it's encouraging people to speculate on land inflation rather than putting their money into business and startups, rather than putting it into new property and that's what Labor is wanting to do, they're wanting people that instead of speculating on established housing they will limit negative gearing to new property
0: but it does create some new dwellings, doesn't it? And there's an argument that the policy, as it is, boosts the economy. It creates more new dwellings. People spend more money renovating older houses. Negative gearing can be good, can't
4: it? No, not at all. There's, there's no evidence that it boosts new dwellings in the way that we could boost new dwellings if we bought in a broad-based land tax, for example. When you start to speculate on land inflation, you start to push property prices upwards. You really sow the seeds of destruction for the economy, because once you make land an affordable, then it becomes difficult, not just for residents that are trying to get into homes, but for businesses, higher rents, higher mortgage payments. And once the private debt gets too high, the productive sectors of the economy just, you know, it becomes to the point where you just haven't got the ability to pay down the debt. And that's where you get a housing crisis.
1: Uh, Catherine, this campaign to leave negative gearing as it is, was launched by an industry full of salesmen yet none of them today were prepared to sell it. Can we read anything into this?
4: Uh, It's it's a shame for the real estate industry, an industry that has built itself up around this specular fervor in the the housing market. And, yeah, they can't front up. And I, I imagine that's because their argument doesn't really have much of a foundation to it. Well, good to talk to you, Catherine. Thanks for your time. No worries, no worries. Thank you.
1: So there we have... Prosper Australia President Catherine Cashmore on the project uh, twice in a month. She was on Four Corners two weeks ago. It's been a a fantastic month and uh, why not have her on media when she destroys the misinformation that's out there? Uh, So much of the Property Lobby's campaign is based around this belief, as we mentioned last week, that uh, the majority of uh, people who claim negative gearing are those who earn under $80,000. Well, of course... Uh, that's net of deductions, isn't it, uh, what the property lobby are using there. Uh, BIS Shrapnel, the the pin-up uh, uh, property spruikers who the property lobby and Malcolm Turnbull seem to use, uh, the ones that uh, have said that uh, uh, <clears throat> the majority of, of negative gearing write-offs are claimed by people under $80,000, but when you look at the overall write-offs and what uh, uh, debts are, what what 10% of the income earners in the country uh, claim those those write-offs, well, it's the top 20% who claim the most. So uh, that's a key point to remember in this debate that is surely going to continue to heat up and up, and I'm looking forward to... Uh, Prosper providing a couple of uh, new angles during uh, this uh, federal election campaign because uh, it's just becoming so predictable now. These marginal seats campaigns, whenever these monopoly rents are challenged, uh, the the minerals resource rent tax, uh, Mitch Hook came in and spent $20 million, destroyed Kevin Rudd, installed uh, Julia Gillard, Uh, Who knows why Mark Abib uh, resigned mysteriously from federal cabinet after it being revealed. He was talking to the U.S. Embassy. Oh, my God, don't talk like that, Carl. But uh, there all sorts of things went on in in that day and age. And uh, uh, the concern was that this magic money from uh, the simple power of owning property rights over the earth. A simple piece of paper can guarantee your road to riches if you happen to buy in the right location, location. So as Catherine said then, uh, this masking uh, the public interest in the misinformation of these vested interests must be called out. And that's what she did. And uh, it's good to see that more and more people are uh, able to see through this spin And uh, on uh, Monday, the Morgan Gallop, poll was released, uh, one of the more trusted uh, polls in Australia, and it found that uh, despite all of this scaremongering, the popularity of both the ALP and the Greens had increased. So that's just uh, uh, such a strong sign that uh, uh, democratic uh, values may prevail, and more and more commentators are starting to ask whether this may in fact be the last federal election where Rupert Murdoch and his print press has any real say and even then perhaps not so uh, I encourage you to visit com. that's a an a for effects negative com, and have a look down the bottom all of the logos are uh, uh, headed up by um uh, J.O. Hooker, of course, who recently had six of their Melbourne offices closed down in disgrace uh, through some discrepancies there. Uh, but uh, uh, all the real estate lobby are involved so uh, who knows whether they're going to be putting up posters in the front of their windows uh, trying to spread this misinformation that uh, uh, really it's a battler's uh, tax write-off you know and uh, in a way that's how they tried to sculpt the mining tax debate wasn't it with Uh, Gina Reinhart uh, jumping up on the back of a trade truck uh, in her orange vest and trying to talk about the incredible jobs it creates. Well, the mining industry did only account for some 2% of employment in Australia. And the scary thing for uh, those in the reform movement regarding this property reform agenda is that uh, uh, the real estate and construction industry employs some 8% of the population. So uh, they are big employers. They're they're virtually the last industry left standing now that we've got rid of our manufacturing industry. Uh, Basically, exports are are on their knees outside of uh, a few raw materials suppliers. And uh, like so many other Western economies in this neoliberal era, we've uh, handballed our manufacturing off to uh, uh, the race to the bottom, uh, whether it be China, or Indonesia, and soon over to Africa. Uh, but uh, the fact is that uh, in in their place has uh, jumped uh, the fire sector of finance, insurance, and real estate. And so much of the Australian economy revolves around the services industry, uh, of which some 49% is the finance and insurance real estate sector. And uh, the thing with the service-related jobs is they're very easy to, to, uh, to sack large numbers of people. Uh, they, they aren't core you know, uh, cog-type jobs like ambulance, uh, uh, nurses, uh, doctors and so forth. Uh, uh, So it it is exposing Australia to a more volatile economy where uh, unless uh, the the growth in real estate prices is tightly uh, aligned with the growth in wage rates, uh, it it leads us to a situation where... uh, new entrants into the market have to beg for uh, higher and higher loans and that of course is what is going on Uh, we've got uh, a record low wage growth announced today at 18 year lows um, alongside record high uh, borrowings where people uh, buying their first home in Sydney need um, $400,000 plus to uh, to to borrow from the banking system and in Melbourne, here supposedly one of the world's most livable cities, first home buyers have to uh, uh, pick up a tab of some $355,000. You could have bought two homes for that price just 20 years ago. So, as we um, talked about last week, the, the difference between rent and prices. And even the capital gains, and um, uh, in some suburbs, compared to the incomes earned, uh, the capital gains are higher than the incomes earned. So, why bother working? Let's just buy and sell and speculate our way to uh, a life of um, touring uh, various um, exotic locations, buying and selling real estate from our phone. So, uh, it, you know, the show just rolls on and on and on. These same themes we, we keep banging on about here on The Renegade Economist. But I've got to say, I hope it's giving you some heart because it's giving me some heart that more and more of the, the, the topics of choice here on 3CR's Renegade Economist are getting seeded throughout mainstream society. So I know people are out there listening And uh, I know you're doing your bit to comment on various websites, to write in letters to the local newspapers and to to cause a storm at uh, various dinner parties and family gatherings because it's just becoming outrageous, uh, the inequities between those who are lucky enough to own land and those who are locked out. And just to rile people up... um, the, the PR wizards behind this negative gearing com campaign um, are, are, are stating uh, repeatedly on the comment section to their website, which is getting absolutely slammed. You've got to go and visit and contribute there because nearly every comment put up there, uh, they've got someone responding. And, uh, yeah, they're they're clarifying on the website, we're not debating whether negative gearing or other concessions are a good or bad thing. That's a completely separate issue. What we're saying is that negative gearing and other concessions are a significant part of the economy currently and removing them all at once on a particular day in a fragile economic environment spells disaster for us all. So that's, in a way... um, an acceptance, uh, a diversion plan from uh, their initial um, comment uh, and what one would usually think that they're running this campaign because they feel that negative gearing is good. Well, no, they're sidestepping that by saying, we're not considering that issue. We're looking at the fact that uh, Australia's uh, speculative largesse built on the back of the real estate lobby's influence has got it to such a point of influence that it can't be touched, it's too big to fail, and this must be corrected. So let's go back to last week's Q&A and have a listen to some interesting comments surrounding these very topics.
5: We've got a question that affects an awful lot of uh, young people in particular. Housing Mm. affordability is the subject, and the questioner is Abir Ahmed.
2: Thanks, Tony. Um, Like many young Australians, my partner and I found ourselves frozen out of a very hostile property market that is stacked up against us. Um, This budget completely ignores this, and we can't ask our parents to shell out. Um, (laughs) What measures would the panel propose need to be put into place so that Um, First-time home buyers right now have the same access to the housing market as the generations before us. Uh,
5: Cassandra, let me start with you.
0: Well, look, isn't it great that we're actually, you know, I think maybe we've got a really big debate going on in this this country about housing affordability because Mm. the politics seem to have missed it for a long time. Um, We're very clear. Um, We think that negative gearing needs to be removed. Um, You grandfather it, but into the future, gone. Um, you need to reduce um, the discount on um, the capital gains growth. Um, that needs to be brought right back to about 25%. Those two measures are significant and important in stopping the fueling of the trajectory about the growth in housing prices. The other thing, of course, is about supply. Okay, because that's part of it. So, in our view, um, some of the savings from what you do there should be put into a sort of a proper tool for encouraging better big investment in new supply, including from uh, institutional investors like superannuation funds, so that we're getting very serious about affordable housing, it is important for business. This was a big debate at the National Reform Summit. Um, we need people to be able to up and move where the jobs are Mobility. for that to be easy. The other big reform, which is actually both in terms of um, tax reform and housing affordability, is a switch to get rid of stamp duties over time and to broaden the base of land taxes. Now that's a state reform but the Commonwealth Government has a key role in encouraging that. That would have been a good not just not a thought bubble but a a serious proposal for the Commonwealth Government to put to the states and we really hope that they do that. So okay. it's very, it's not, there are a number of levers, but it's, it cannot go in the too hard basket anymore for all the reasons you say. I want
5: to hear from both of our non-politicians first. Innes, I'd like to hear from you and uh, let's bear this in mind. There was an internal memo um, from the Reserve Bank that's been published today which says the uh The bank thought that any change which discouraged negative gearing might be a good thing for financial stability. What does business think about this?
3: Well, firstly, uh, Amir, I feel your pain. Completely feel your pain, don't worry. Uh, With a bunch of kids to think about, I don't know how they're going to get into the housing market either, and they struggle. Well, Malcolm
5: Turnbull had an answer for
3: you. Well, don't look at at me. Don't look at me. I can't help you either. Um... (laughs) It's, look, it's a really tough question and there's, there's a lot of, of bits to balance in this equation. Uh, we've just gone through a residential construction boom uh, in Australia, uh, which is tapering off. You've got to wonder who's doing the, the buying uh, for that. The issue of uh, housing is part of the Australian dream, but we also need to be mobile. So Cass's point about stamp duties is completely right. It's one of the greatest rip-offs of all time, state stamp duties. Um, And there are ways you can get around that. So if if a government wants to think big and bold about tax, Tony, let me just put an idea out there for you. What if we implemented something like a federal land tax? Say, five cents a square metre. That could raise about $200 billion. You could get rid of state land tax duties. You could get rid of payroll tax. You could get rid of a whole range of other taxes. With that sort of tax manoeuvre, which would bring money into the federal government, would it allow mobility, would probably drive prices down in in housing stock, and would make it easier for young people to buy. Unfortunately, I think we're about to witness the first generation since the Second World War, which will have lower standard of living in some way, some ways than their parents. Um, but you know, we're, the, the Reserve Bank is. One of the few banks in the world still with a little bit left in its arsenal when it comes to, to monetary policy. Okay, what
5: about the, the point that I just made, though, about their position on negative gearing behind the scenes, arguing that maybe it should be changed, and
3: along with that, uh, capital gains tax rate? Well, I, look, I think that's a debate and an issue. Uh, that sort of tax change in our tax mix that's the sort of discussion we have to have and that's been the sad but, but point. We, we're
5: not having it in
3: fact we're no, exactly we're, all now having, what what we're now having is a political fight Exactly and that's what we need to have when I talked earlier about substance, over style That's the sort of debate that Australia needs to have.
1: And so there we have Innes Wilcox from uh, uh, the Industry Australia Group, I think, talking about the need for land taxes alongside Cassandra Goldie from ACOS, also saying that. So it is spreading into the ether there, this undeniable fact that whoever owns location-location has an unnatural advantage over anyone trying to run a business or earn a wage. So that's why the tax system from Adam Smith onwards was set up to uh, counter those inequities. And unfortunately, uh, the hangover from uh, property interests controlling uh, the the lower and uh, even here in Victoria the upper house until 1951 you had to be a property owner well those influences still ring true and here we are some 60 odd years later hopefully uh, due to this uh, um, multi generational locking out of housing and the risk that it provides uh, uh, puts the rest of the economy in this will be changed but uh, the battle is on once and for all in terms of this debate. So uh, have a listen to John Simmons. Well, John Simmons is the head of Aussie uh, Home Loans, a very popular guy on TV, uh, Mr. Everyday Joe sort of thing. But uh, in um, November 2013 on Q&A, he said, I think negative gearing leans very heavily to the high income earners and that needs to be brought into line. And then, of course, uh, just last Sunday on Sunrise, uh, John Simmond said negative gearing will hurt everyday Australians. 80% of property investors are regular mums and dads with a majority earning less than 80000 a year. So when you consider the uh, electoral plight of uh, Bill Shorten, the opposition leader for the ALP, uh, he was in the doldrums. His approval rating was... Uh, bottoming down near 30% odd and uh, through various um, uh, public events where the need for negative gearing, capital gains tax and even land tax reform uh, was pushed somewhere along the lines he decided to uh, adopt um, (coughs) what the Greens and Senator Scott Ludlam had already announced and that is an aggressive uh, reform package on negative gearing and uh, the capital gains tax discount uh, once Shorten announced that, his popularity has skyrocketed and really brought him back into contention. So I hope, listeners, as this battle uh, hardens up over the coming weeks, that uh, we'll all be reminding him to stay strong and uh, and speak directly to the truth on uh, these incredible advantages costing us over $6 billion a year, let alone the extra debt costs uh, that uh, this speculative fervor is adding to thousands. thousands. Thousands and thousands of people buying property each and every week. So to discuss uh, all this and more, I bring to your attention um, Thursday, May 26th, an event being held at our Prosper offices called Land is the Key to Ending Bad Taxes with Dr. Terry Dwyer. He's been on the show a number of times here on 3cr uh, he's down here in melbourne uh, he, he was a former uh, economist uh, for the department of prime minister and cabinet uh, does a lot of work uh, uh, critiquing the monopoly rents in electricity and water alongside many other factors so please uh, check out the prosper.org.au website uh, to uh, come along to that event and uh, get in deep on these concepts because you know it was a hundred years ago people would go and hear a three-hour conversation on these topics go home for uh, dinner and then come back for another two hours of Q&A following it so uh, there is a lot of depth to these finer details but when you look into it and recognize that we can deliver market efficiencies alongside a quality of opportunity these do not need to be mutually exclusive focuses uh, there is uh, some hope for or uh, what was once known as political economy. Let's cut to the chase and tax away these uh, easy monopoly rents. My name's Carl Fitzgerald. Check us out on um, Twitter at Earthsharing and via renegades at earthsharing.org.au. The show notes will be up tomorrow. Thank you. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon.
0: I'd like to have a quick word about...